0: Hello, ladies and gents it's uh, dan from adventure more uk welcome to another episode of my podcast uh today's special guest is a man who uh, has helped millions of people around the world and he's also the man behind the hundred things list the man is mr sebastian terry how's it going my friend
1: hey dan i'm very well thank you for having me
0: yeah it's good it's good um i've been trying to get you on for a while um i know we've had a few uh missed sort of miscommunications so it's good to get you on um <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely
0: yeah, um, first thing I want to talk about is before, obviously a lot of people who know who you, of your sort of background as such will know about the 100 yep. things uh, list. Um, mm-hmm. Just for people who don't, uh, wh- where did that stem from and what's the history behind it?
1: Yeah, well, so I, I have this list of 100 things that I'm trying to do to be happier in life. And I, I started 12 years ago and it's grown into a bigger community. It turns out I'm not the only person with goals. Uh Or bucket list, if, you know, that's the term I know a lot of people use. Um, But yeah, Yeah. I actually lost a friend. Uh, It was one of the things. Um, There was actually like three sort of major things, I guess. Like one was I got a university degree, as a lot of us do, just because someone said you should. And I came out the other end, and I was just like, really, just lost. I thought, well, what? okay, what? that doesn't mean anything to me. Then I started a business, because I thought that's that's the other thing that people say. I did that, and I just got nothing out of it, um, including money. I didn't make any money. Uh, and then yeah, I, I lost a friend of mine and, and all those, th- those events happened at different times, but I guess they conspired in one moment when I just realized that I was just super unhappy. And um, if I died that day, I'd regret everything. You know, I'd regret not living better. So I got a piece of paper and a pen and I thought, well, if I had another chance, which, which I do, which we all do, because we're all breathing, um, what, yep. what does that look like? What, what would make me smile? And it was just a simple list based on that, hoping that uh, that by pursuing that list, I'd get closer to just feeling better and living with less regrets. And, and of course, you know, I dropped everything in my life and I just started this this odd list. And it was just a personal journey. But yeah, I'm so stoked that it's grown into what it is. And, and like you say, it's affected lots of people around the world, um, which is just such a, a lovely, humbling kind of, you know, accident, really. Um, but now... I don't know, like it's obviously a bit different to how it started and it's a beautiful thing and there's a system to it and we, you know, there are books and there's a TV show and all these wonderful things. So yeah, I don't know, does that explain Does that explain it? Have I done a good job there? Yeah,
0: yeah, no, it does, no, no, it does. Um, and to be fair, like the reason why I, I took quite fondly to what you're doing is it's a very similar situation to myself. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the reason why my, my podcast is called Catch on the Flip Side is because uh, when I was in the military, my best mate in the army, uh he passed away and the last thing he ever it, a, a similar situation as in uh i was only about the similar age in my mid to early 20s and he uh said that was the last thing he said to me he said i'll catch you on the flip side and then obviously ironically he got back to the uk he actually got back to the uk before he uh when he died he got uh he got punched outside a pub uh in, in my, up near where he lives and obviously got knocked unconscious hit his head on the floor and sadly passed away in hospital a week later uh, and that's why I, that's why it's something that, that what you, you your sort of story is very similar to what I'm doing as well uh, obviously mm-hmm. to a very sm- smaller level and that's why I thought uh, it was great to get you on and and obviously for me to explain like a little bit about that's what oh yeah my I didn't realize is.
1: that I, I... I want to ask you a question. I won't, but I mean, that's, yeah, I'm sorry to begin with. That's, that's sad. I, I actually yeah. thought that you lost in kind of in a, a war related place. Yeah. At home due to a punch. Uh, yeah. And you know, I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, as people with moments like that, that unfortunately are the things that spark us into some form of action, mm-hmm. or at least give us an opportunity to consider living differently. And, and of course you have done that. And, yeah. uh, and the thing that, like intrigues me and why do we wait? You know, why do we wait for a dark moment? The loss of a friend or a loss of a job, the loss of a relationship, something shitty to happen yeah. uh, to finally go, I'm going to try something different. And, and and I suppose same as you, maybe the same reason you're doing this podcast. You know, I know for me, it's like, I, I, I like the idea of trying to tell people don't wait, don't wait for something bad to happen. You don't have to go and do it. And yeah, yeah. so it's, a, it's really nice to connect with you and, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and that, that's, uh, as I say, this, this happened 11 years ago now, 2010, it happened. Uh, and again, that's, it's something very similar. Like I, I didn't just go and do something. I, I waited until that moment, obviously, and that changed sort of my outlook on life. Again, a very similar situation to what happened to you. Uh, and from then on, you know, I've been traveling around the world, uh, doing the job I do and, and seeing, meeting, various people and lots of interesting people which i just want to i i just want to talk a little bit about some of the things that you've done because some of the things are again i can relate to uh and as, as people may not uh obviously they can understand that you're from you was it you brought up in sydney was that, am, I, am i right in saying that yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. i'm australian
0: yeah yeah, and obviously as you can see behind you you you, you live in america now is that is that am i right in saying
1: uh, yeah there's a flag uh yeah i do i live in la uh, i've been here for five
0: years and um yeah 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 it's different yeah i can imagine it's it's probably a different sort of lifestyle because as i say I, i've been to australia i spent a lot of time in and around sydney and newcastle uh that's, that's okay. where i spent most of my time uh over there and yeah um i don't know if you know have you heard you know like uh up near uh, t- uh tea gardens do you know that place up there
1: i've heard, heard of it. it
0: i don't i don't know no. yeah no no it's up it's up there anyway that's where i spent a lot of my time in australia but anyway i ah. i, I want to talk about a few f- yeah i want to talk about a few things so um one thing you did the first thing that you did and i've seen this and i find it very very f- funny um is you went obviously you're in la now but when you were in vegas you went and married a stranger that was the first thing that i found funny now what what was the re- reasoning behind that? Was it just something you wanted, always wanted to do, and thought it was a bit niche?
1: Yeah, I just well, it was forgetting whether it was niche or not. It was just something I always wanted to do, um, yeah. and I just you know, I as as we spoke about, yeah, it's, it's permission. Yeah. I think ultimately that's what we're all that's what we're all needing permission to do the things that make us feel good and live authentically or whatever. And again, it's usually, we look externally for permission. Oh, am I allowed to do this? You ask someone in a schooling system growing up, you have to be given permission, but ultimately in life, you know, we learn over the years, hopefully, that you're the only person you need permission from. So yeah, that, that was it. So yeah, I thought, well, I've always wanted to do it. So why not put it on my list? So I just went yeah. and I just went and did it. And, and it is pretty funny for sure happens to be quite niche, but, but equally, like I think when you're putting a list together, it doesn't have to be niche. It could just be something that's important to you. You know, if it's running mm-hmm. a marathon, it's not niche. Lots of people have done it, but if it's important to you, yeah. that's what counts. Yeah. So, you know, as I again like leaning into this this idea that um, you know, you and I both enjoy trying to help or support people on their own journeys. Yeah. You now, one thing I would say is that, you know, as long as you think of a goal that's relevant to you, it's perfect for you. So yeah, um, it's great to have fun stuff on on you know, my list, like having fun and laughing and being quirky It's an extension of who I am. And so there are lots of things like that, marrying a stranger, you know, uh, posing nude in an art class, um, delivering yeah. a stranger's baby. They're all things that I, you know, I've, I, on my list, I've done them and, and they're certainly sort of attention grabbing, but j- just coincidence i mean if no one knew about my journey if, if you didn't approach me to do a podcast i'd still be doing my stuff so that's yeah, what i yeah. like about this too so yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. well one thing you, you mentioned earlier about like uh, just about running a marathon for instance uh, and i know um with one of your lists it was helping a stranger which you come across uh mark and yeah obviously you, it was obviously a half was it half marathon you did melbourne half marathon um yeah what was the what was the story behind it because I, I i've seen obviously you send this you know the videos on the website and stuff like that on on social media Great. you take time
1: to look at it by the way uh, thank you
0: <laughs> yeah no no it's not a problem like i said i you know i try and do my research but also at the same time i just as i say i feel like a, there's quite a, a very similar connection in the, in the way that our live not if that makes sense without are institute like kind of fanboyish yeah. like it, it kind of it's kind of how it it's going at the moment um so yeah with, with mark how, how, how did that come about
1: uh well mark i i, I gave a t- so i talk a lot about this idea of putting your oxygen mask on first before helping others um sounds yep. selfish but i think it's really healthy and needed and so mark was kind of like the first example or one of the first examples where i ever helped somebody else so I'd been doing my list for I don't know at that point maybe two or three years. It was all pretty self-indulgent stuff, you know, um, and I to, happy to admit that. And, but I think it was equally as important for me. And then I did a TV interview in Australia, and Mark I guess saw it and wrote to me and said that he had a list of 150 things, and that he wanted um, he actually wanted me to help him shave his head was his his request. And on, on okay. my list number 26 was to help a stranger. So I was like, great. I get to tick something from my list. He gets to tick something from his list. What a perfect, you know, unison. So I made myself, made my way to Melbourne and I shaved Mark's head and it was great. But I also found out that Mark was a paraplegic, a quadriplegic, sorry, completely able-bodied until he went backpacking to Greece at one point in his twenties, got bitten by a tick and got Lyme's disease, which, you know, Mark can't walk, he can't speak. He needs a ventilator to stay alive. He needs a care team, 24 hours, et cetera. Um, And when I was shaving his head, I was like, what else can I do? I can do more than just this. And his carer told me that he wanted to complete a half marathon, so, so I just offered to push him. And he said, yes, uh, and we nodded yes. And I, yeah, and we did it. And and the best part of that story, I mean, it was probably the best thing I've ever done in my life, it was the first time I ever helped someone. I got to help someone directly, achieve something from their list. And, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, what a wonderful act of charity. And it's not really, I I, I don't think so, like, you know, I, I would rather look at it as the idea that two people both had goals and because there was a crossover, you're able to help each other out. And, and I think that's what this hundred things community is now people all over the world sharing goals. And by virtue of sharing goals in a, in a space where, you know, people are sort of dreaming big and taking action and stuff. you, you Innately as people, we want to help other people out. And if you're able to, you will. And that's all that came down to. So I was stoked that I, managed to do it. A few other people joined us and it was incredible. But the best part of, of all is that a, a probably two years later, Mark emailed me and said, Hey, that was great. But um, I want to do a full marathon. And I because okay. he's super, super cheeky. And I was like, well, I that the on the actual day of that marathon, I was I was giving a talk in America. And I said, I can't do it. But I'll share it with my community. And we'll, we'll try and find you some some people to push you and 16 people turned up to Melbourne push mark for a full marathon, which is, you know, a far bigger feat again. So yeah, I just like that. I like the idea that through sharing your list, through being vulnerable, if you will, uh, people love to connect and uh, yeah, and and, and that's sort of the direction this whole thing's gone. It's less about, I mean, at the same time, I'm still trying to complete my list and I'm actively learning piano behind me. I'm trying to learn a classical piano piece and I I can't play piano, but yeah, the idea of connection and driving a community of like-minded people is sexy to me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no it's good I, I, i'm the same I, I i think helping people is one of the best things in the world um now obviously as you said you do you have done some stuff that the, you would it sounds bad but you would call it selfish but at the, firstly i feel that you have to help yourself before you can help others now people might have different opinions on that but what what would you say to people uh who, you know feel like they have to help themselves before helping others?
1: Well, I think it's a balancing act. You know, I, I there's a million analogies, you know, how can you, I can't remember what exactly what it is, but you know, it's hard to fill someone else's cup if yours is empty, is a good one. Mm. But, um, yeah. I, yeah, you know, I, I just feel that you've got to be happy. You've got to be an embodiment of, of what you're trying to be for other people. Um, and, I, and I think that what I find, is, like with the people that we, we, in our community, people we talk to, the people who do our online workshop, the people, all these people, the, I find typically people are either just selfish and think about themselves or just selfless and only think about other people. So in that first group, you know, I was too at some point. Um, and, you know, the second group about being selfless, a lot of mothers um, approached me and sort of shared with me their story. they have forgotten about themselves because they're just caring about their children. Which is lovely sentiment, but you need you need to balance it. And, and when you think about creating an actual list, the balance is very easy to achieve. You know, whether it's one goal for me, one goal for someone else, whatever it might be. But essentially, you have to look after yourself first. Um, only when you feel fulfilled, I think, can you be the best version of yourself for other people. And in that sense, I think that being selfish is actually the first step in being selfless. Um, and I, I think it's incredibly healthy. Um, yeah, uh, I yeah.
0: that that, that's that's it yeah yeah no i i I can understand i can understand it completely um because you know i've done stuff like that myself like you know i've had to do things to make myself feel better about myself but then if you feel better about yourself then obviously like you say you can portray this onto other people like if you're quite miserable and you're trying to pretend to be happy i think i think people can see through that and i feel if you can make sure that you're happy, uh, completely 100% happy, then that'll definitely sh- shine through and, and, and obviously help and, and make people believe your sort of goals or believe your intentions more, I feel. I think that's the yeah. that's the best way I can feel about it. Um, uh, a couple of, th- I just wanna, obviously I know we're uh, obviously not, we ain't got too much time, but what I wanna do is just a couple of things I wanna talk about. Because again, the, the, I feel uh, there was something that I was very interested in. Now, um, obviously, on your list was to break a, a Guinness World Record. um oh, yeah. And again, if, if people haven't seen it, they should check it out. I'll even put the link in the description. Uh, was it you, you broke the most amount of eggs with your big toe in? Is it thirty seconds? Was that? Yeah, that right? that's, yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. I'm no longer a Guinness World Record holder of that. I, I should add, oh. but <laughs> oh. I. I but before i go off into my my angry spiel about that what did you what were you thinking what were you going to say are you the guy who broke the record from me
0: <laughs> no no i'm definitely not um, no i'm definitely not um but it's quite funny you mentioned that because i'm in a similar situation but the the, I, I, the guinness war record i broke was a team effort so for me i a quick a quick uh rundown of mine is i i took part in the longest ever game of rugby union uh as oh, wow. I, as most people know i'm a rugby rugby lad um and obviously being australian it's probably you're either going to be rug, well, rugby or aussie, aussie rules so that's kind of mm-hmm. how it is or cricket so um but yeah my, my record uh, we played for 28 and a half hours straight uh playing oh, my uh, rugby God. union yeah yeah and we did it for charity and raised lots lots of money for charity you know we raised tens of thousands of pounds for charity wow. um yeah, so that that's something that I did. What was uh, the score? But, oh, I think it was about 1600 to 1400 and something. Now, uh, <laughs> one thing I will say, <laughs> one thing I will say is that for people who are rugby fans, like, so I, I play hooker. I did do anyway at the time. This was about five years ago. I played hooker. And as most people know, most hookers are short and stumpy, not necessarily gifted in kicking. Now, I scored the first hmm. points of the game, via a drop goal on the 22 so that was my <laughs> kind of I, I was like that that's 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 me I, that's my thing I, to- I i
1: this is amazing i would have funny rugby story if you if you're open to it
0: yeah yeah, of course go for it go for it
1: so, so on my list i think it's number 46 is to represent a country at something so i i grew up yes, as you say yes. playing rugby in australia like we all did and um yeah. But, I, you know, I had aspirations of playing for Australia, and then it turns out I wasn't anywhere near good enough. But I, my mum is from Mauritius, and so I have a Mauritian passport. Okay. So I flew to Mauritius, yeah. and I tried to find a sport that they were so bad at that it made me the best because uh, I wanted <laughs> to represent a country at something. Um, long story short, I made the rugby team, the national rugby team. I had to learn the national anthem, and we got flown to Botswana to take part in the African Championship, and we won. It was, uh, it was hilarious. It was... Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, there's a real Oh, that's story. amazing. <laughs>
0: that's, it, it, oh, that, there's so, I think we've got so much in common. So I I, I actually coached out in Zambia uh, and helped Zambia oh, we play in the African Yeah. So I was there in 2016, I believe. Yeah, and I coached Zambia. I flew out to Livingston and went up to Lusaka and helped coach the national team. Hey, we
1: played. We played Zambia, um, and I yeah, met yeah. the coach. We won, there in two, the, we won in 2014. Okay. Um, we played Zambia. We played. Um, oh, in Zimbabwe. Oh, we didn't play Zimbabwe. They were there. They were a good team, actually. We won, but they were probably <laughs> yeah. a better team than us. We just didn't play them. Where there was uh, yeah. Namibia? No, not Namibia. They're too good. Um, Zamb- oh God, why can't I remember? But <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't yeah, yeah. believe i can't anyway long story short uh i met the coach of the team i guess two years before you were the coach what a small world yeah
0: yeah well i, I i'll i'll be told. i wasn't actually. I, I, I helped what's that sorry was your kit green yeah green green yeah green and white yeah, shorts, I, really... I think very
1: so funny yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah yeah okay yeah like I helped. I helped coach. Like obviously, they saw me as because over here in the UK, I'm a level two uh, world rugby coach. Uh, I've not coached for a while because I've been I've been travelling around for a long time. But yeah, I, I coach, coach out there, and yeah, so that, that's something I've just you know just kind of realized. So that's that's pretty yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, one uh, one thing I was going to ask you is obviously you've done a lot over the years, uh, and obviously people have asked you to help in certain uh, to achieve certain goals and stuff. Has there been anything that anyone's ever asked you anything? You it's I can't do that. That's either borderline uh, illegal or borderline like dodgy yeah. or anything like that.
1: Well, you know, I've been propositioned by men quite a bit, um, right. and uh, I, it's not that not that that's illegal or immoral, but it doesn't suit me. Um, yeah, but that's one I've no to. Uh, what else? Yeah, I think people. Uh, what else? Oh, maybe nothing really. I know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't or just know just something extravagant. What's that?
0: Something just extravagant or you know beyond realms of like possible.
1: I I actually get emails from parents saying they want their children to live with me for for like a week or a month at a time to okay. help them set goals and live a certain type of lifestyle. Um but yeah there are things like that. Um I try and help as much as I can with you know with whatever of course but um, you know, I, I I a takeaway point for your listeners, uh, don't do anything that you're not comfortable with. Certainly don't do anything that's illegal or immoral or anything like that. But yeah, um, yeah only do things that ge- genuinely interest you or, you know, I guess there's an element of that, which isn't true, which is sometimes other people have a, a wiser potentially, or they're, you know, you've got to crush a, what, what's the term? You've got to, um, crush a few eggs to make an omelette. Like sometimes you have to do things, of course, that aren't your ideal, but yeah, you always have the choice at the end of the day. Um. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously from the 100 things list that you made, now you you came up with this sort of concept of kindsome, which for Mm. people who don't know, it's kind of a social media platform where people can help each other achieve their own lists. Am I right in saying?
1: Yeah, so you're right. So we, we launched this thing called, it was based off the idea that anyone I wasn't able to help personally, I would share with my community. And inevitably, mm. there'd be somebody who could help that person, complete strangers. So over the years, I was matchmaking acts of kindness, essentially. So we created a platform called Kindsome, which was that. It was just a way of automating it so you could search for people via location or what, what have you category. Um, and it's an idea that um, we, we help like lots of people match, make lots of acts of kindness, but we're actually, we've, we've actually, we're absorbing that into 100 things just from a business standpoint, which I, I don't fully understand myself, but it was like, we had two separate products and two separate brands. Um, even though they're so intertwined, we had separated them for some reason. And so kind at the moment is we're in the process of, redoing it so that it lives within the hundred things um you know environment let's say not to say that we don't match make acts of kindness in fact we we found a kidney for someone recently who needed a kidney transplant a complete stranger offered a kidney so there's always things like that going on but yeah it'll be more formal in the near future
0: okay okay that's good to know like i said i i am you know i'm part of the cancer community myself uh um, ah, so great. so yeah i i've been on there be- uh, before I, i've used it um in the past with some stuff i've been doing uh so it's oh, I, wow. I i think it's great i think it's absolutely great and as i say that's that's just kind of one of the another reason for why i reached out to you to come and uh, be a guest on the podcast because again like it might sound again it might sound fanboyish but i i i just think you're overall just a great person like obviously oh, i'm sure you i'm sure you realize but you you know you've helped a lot of people i'm sure a lot of people look at you as a big inspiration because you are like you you are um and i feel like that's that's just it seems like it's a natural thing for you it's not forced
1: oh mate it's really nice of you to say i don't know i i mean yeah i i think there's definitely uh i think i think this story has been a really positive catalyst for lots of people for sure um you know, I, I got an email a couple of days ago from someone saying uh, something that reflects what you're saying. Their life's changed because of you know. I, I think it might have been reading my book or something, and I, and I don't know about you know the majority of it, but no, I know. I I do realise that it's a really positive thing. It's why I'm so proud of it, um, and very nice i mean even to know that you've used kindsome in the past or you know you you know so many of these stories it's it's really you know it was never meant to be like that but i i i I love being in a in the position where i think i can continue positive change in others uh and communities and i'm fortunate to speak to businesses and and have a a you know a positive kind of influence there too so yeah it's uh i do love it i don't feel that any of it's kind of forced or it, it all seems really organic and and that's definitely how i like to operate
0: yeah yeah no i i completely agree like it's um with with what's happening in the world right at the moment obviously with covid is it has it changed the way you've been able to work or is it obviously i'm assuming everything's just gone online nowadays
1: yeah but ba- basically yeah you're right um i mean I, I think from the onset it should be said that even though we for many of us who are in lockdowns or restricted, you know, living lifestyles, um, you know, we can't go and climb mountains or have parties or whatever. But, you know, with your goals, they all stem from your values and you can still mm-hmm. activate and and create goals that, you know, uh, excite the same values. They just look differently. So, you know, yeah. if you're creative, it's, you know, you it, it's hard to... I don't know, do, do something you know, exter- in the external environment that doesn't really allow us to do that anymore. But you can go in the backyard and paint a fence or rearrange your house or, you know, there, there are many things that, that so many online courses and you know, we can do to activate the same things. Um, you know, connections obviously a really yeah. important one for people, M- mental health, people are struggling because they're not physically catching up with people. but. Imagine a world that doesn't have Zoom or anything like that. It'd be far worse. And yeah. so, again, the, the goals have sort of shifted and we try and connect on Zoom and FaceTime, which is yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. In terms of our business, uh, yeah, so like I do a lot of keynote speaking, so that's all virtual now. But we've actually developed an online workshop, uh, which is okay. amazing. Yeah. And I'm so proud of it. And it's kind of, you know, the idea is there's eight steps to creating and then activating your list. And we facilitate a 30-day program it's all put on online and there's a, a a syllabus a process if you will videos challenges everything you can do at home um and we have two zoom calls a week and it's just you know so that's an example of us sort of navigating this this space now and you know i'm i'm, I'm really stoked to say that it's It's working really well and if anyone's interested by the way obviously let me know but it's great and i I think there's so much opportunity that's the other thing there's just so much opportunity in anything that happens you know we we tend to think of things as good or bad and it's not that black and white and i think in every opportunity there's 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 positive opportunity and sorry in every sort of moment of adversity there's a positive opportunity and you know look at yourself a loss of a friend was a catalyst for you to do something same for myself in a dark moment there you can you can use that in a really positive way and 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 that's just what we've done
0: yeah yeah absolutely and 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 for you you know your online workshops and stuff like that i'll definitely i'll put that in the description and stuff like that and make sure that people uh, are aware of it and i know um myself i was actually going to get involved on one of the workshops but um long story short i'm i'm very short on work at the moment like it's it's long story but i won't explain um but um just one last thing. I know you've got, you've got to head off, shoot off soon. Um, what's what's going to be next after you finished your hundred things?
1: Well, it's a great question. So I've just um, uh, I've, I've just re revised, I suppose, the remaining items on my list that I haven't checked off. So there's twenty five, yeah. and yeah. they're they're awesome. So that, that it's a long way from being done. I think at a higher level as well, it's interesting to note that you know. I, I started this journey like thinking that a hundred things would make me happy, and I realized that that's just not true. Uh, you know, no, no one of my items, or indeed a list, defines kind of who I am. I, I think really all it is it's a vehicle for me to try and understand who I am better. And then I think the true goal is to just try and be myself in every aspect of my life, not just when I'm jumping out of a plane, but when I'm talking to someone, when I'm you know by myself, you know, all those things. I think that's happiness. Um, But just to kind of get out of trying to be profound, I think, you know, lists change. Lists change. You're different to how you were 10 years ago. You'll be different in 10 years' time and so on. And so, yeah, I I don't know. I think the list is sort of ongoing. I mean, mine is printed in a book, but I've changed it, you know. Uh, So I, I think lists are ongoing. I think we should always be checking in with ourselves to make sure we're on track. And if you feel that for some reason you're not, you can very easily ask yourself, well, what do I need to do to make myself feel like I am on track? and then note down the goal and take action. Um, but yeah, it does a hundred things. Um, the business, I don't know, it, it's helped a lot of people, like you say, and up to this point, pretty organically. And I'm putting a lot of effort now into trying to make it more structured. So, you know, for example, that course, the online course, it helps people, um, and we've designed it to do so. So I just wanna continue doing that to just, so it just becomes as effective for people as possible
0: yeah cool um uh, just uh, last thing so uh, like i said i appreciate you coming on mate it's uh, i know you you cut for time uh, just where can people find you if uh, if they want to you know, see what you've been up to and keep in contact and stuff like that
1: sure well if, if anyone you know if you so my website's 100 things.com so 100 things with an s.com uh or instagram is at seb 100 things um and i think that's it really if anyone like and again if anyone has Wants any help or support, or even just a conversation about less. Let me know. Reach out and say good day. Um, yeah, we, we we you know we, we love it when people sort of give themselves permission to, to think about that lesson and, and we love being a really active part in that. So it would be great to, to chat to anyone, and and you know we, we should chat more about you doing the course if that's something that's important to you. We, I'm sure we can work out how to make that happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, like I said. I, I thank you uh, like, uh, very much. Like, it's coming on. Like I know you, like I said you're a bu- busy man. Um, so thank you very much, uh, sir. But it's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure to meet you. Um, oh, and you hopefully too, one day, uh, hopefully one day I get to meet you in person. I hope once everything's settled down. Uh, and like I said, I'll put everything in the description so everyone knows where to find you. Same for myself. Uh, if you want to uh, make sure you find out where this podcast is, it's going to be on YouTube. So make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel. And if I don't see you soon, I'll catch you on the flip side.